Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. Gosh, I'm so happy to be here with you today. We have got such a great show in store. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment and share about one of our incredible partners. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. For all the ways that we do our best to be intentional in our relationships with God and with those around us, we also need to make it a priority to be good friends to ourselves, right? BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you how much your relationship with yourself matters, and therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. I've benefited so much from therapy. P.S. So have y'all benefited so much from my therapy. And that's why I'm always encouraging y'all to check out BetterHelp because I want you to have that too and the people in your life. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and that sounds fun friends get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show, we are talking about anxiety in our teens and tweens and preteens, and it is good, y'all. This is a good one. I get to talk with my friend Katie Boatman. Katie is a writer and content creator for If Gathering, but more than that, she is a longtime friend of mine. She's been one of those consistent resolve people in my life for over a decade. I've watched her tirelessly invest in the students in our church. We sit together most Sundays, but I've especially loved watching her be an incredibly intentional aunt to some of my mini BFFs, one of whom might just make an appearance in this episode. So when Katie told me that she wanted to write a devotional that would tackle those anxious feelings that are battering the teens and tweens in our world all the time, I was like, Katie, you have to do this. And now I'm thrilled to get to share the story with you all as well. Her new book is called You Can Rest, 100 Devotionals to Calm Your Heart and Mind. And y'all, it is beautiful. It is like a showstopper of a book in cover and design, but then the content, it is 
incredibly helpful. You're going to hear how helpful from an 11-year-old herself. I cannot wait for all of my tween BFFs to get their hands on this. So if you are a parent or a pastor or a teacher to tween girls, this is the conversation for you. This is the book for you to give your girl right now. And I would love for you to share this conversation with the people in your life and in your daughter's lives that are helping lead tweens, whether it's sending it to the principal at the school or your kids' teachers or volunteers at church. People need to hear this conversation and know that this book exists. So here's my conversation with my friend and one of my favorite authors, Katie Boatman, and maybe a little visit from my mini BFF friend, my tween BFF, Shelby. Katie Boatman, welcome to the That Sounds Fun podcast. It's so fun to be here. What an actual treat. I know. I've been really excited about this. I mean, when your real-life, long-term friend becomes an author, what a dream. What's happening? Did you, I mean, you have worked at publishers, and now suddenly you're an author. Was that always the dream? It really wasn't, no. I I wish I was the person that had a plan coming out of college. (laughs) But I really didn't. I didn't even want to go into publishing. Yeah. I thought I was just going to work at a church uh-huh. and, or in student ministry full time. And when I graduated in 2009, the doors were just kind of shutting in the church world. And so I started looking anywhere and everywhere. And there was this entry level job at Thomas Nelson. Yeah. So I started there and I literally was like, I'm going to stay here a year and leave. And then I was there like seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. And did you work for Chad, who mm-hmm. was your boss at Nelson? Yes. Did you work for him after you worked at B&H? Or yes. in between? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you went Thomas Nelson, B&H, yep. marketing job. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And then it gets even crazier from there. I went out to California yes. after that and worked as a student ministry pastor just for a short time, which was the plan. I was filling in while they could find somebody full-time to yeah. be their student ministry pastor. And then moved to Dallas. And to work for? If Gathering. If Gathering. Our yeah. girl, Jenny Allen. I know. I That's know. That's awesome. And still there. Not in Dallas. I relocated back to Nashville because yeah. I missed it so much. Yeah. But still work for If Gathering. So, Talk to me about 21-year-old Katie. What do you go back and say to her today if you can? Man, I think 21-year-old Katie was really unsure of herself. And I think I just didn't know the gifts that I had and didn't know to lean into those. And so there's part of me that's like, if you had just realized some of this faster, I think maybe there would have been a plan. But at the same time, I look back and I'm like, well, I love the way things have played out. Mm. But there was there was such a just kind of I don't know, not like. It wasn't that I wasn't confident in who I was, but I just didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I knew I loved student ministry at the time. I was a young life leader in college, and that was a big part of my college years. Yeah. But the the writing piece, the communications piece of my career, and like even my confidence in in who God is, Mm -hmm. like a lot of that hasn't really come into play until my late 20s and 30s. Wow. And so there's part of me that just kind of wishes it had happened earlier, you know? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It's that both and, right? Or the yes and, as we say around here a lot. The 
yes, there are things I would have done differently. And this turned out just how it's supposed to. Exactly. It is wild. Yeah. Would you, would 21-year-old Katie believe you'd written a book? Like, was was that even in your, yeah. 21-year-old Annie wouldn't have thought about writing books either. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. When I look back, there were a lot of moments, mostly for my mom, where she would say. I know. Shout out to Khaki. Khaki. We love her around here. (laughs) Where she would say, like, she would read something that I wrote in a class and say, I wonder if you're going to be a writer one day. And that never meant anything to me, honestly, because I didn't know any writers. Yeah. So that wasn't a thing that I thought to even aspire to. Yes. So I was just like, yeah, that's cool. You know, like, I like to write, but that's about it. And then to kind of see it play out in different ways throughout my career, I've gotten to write a lot. It's yes. just not in this capacity as a published author. Yes. So, I mean, I think that's one of the interesting things I want us to kind of get across today and I think is so interesting is you wrote a book because you saw a need. Yeah. Not because you were dreaming of writing a book necessarily. Yeah. So will you kind of tell that story? Sure. So it was probably July of 2020. You know, we're mid. Great year. Yeah. Great year. Everybody loved that year. One of my favorites. What a dream. Um, Mid pandemic. And my niece Shelby was going to be turning 10 in August. Okay. And I knew I wanted to do a special gift because she and I have a special little bond and 10 kind of a milestone birthday. Yep. And at the same time, I also was writing to kind of, sorry, not writing. I was itching to write something that was for me because I do a lot of writing for work. But yeah. I was like, I need something that's kind of my own project. And I was talking to my mom on the phone one day about it, and she said, you know, I was talking to Shelby recently, and she mentioned that, like, it really helps her to have something to read at night to kind of calm her mind before bed. Khaki said that? Yes. Yeah. And she said, I've been trying to look for something that's, like, the right fit for her age and for bedtime and that, like, is something I believe in, and I'm having trouble finding something. And I was like, say no more, Mom. Like, uh-uh. there's, there's the That's gift. seriously it, is you yeah. just went, oh, I can do that. Yeah. <gasps> Katie, I did not know that. Yeah. So it all goes back to khaki. I know. It all goes back to khaki. It really everything does. Yes. Uh, everyone will learn it all goes back to khaki. So I started writing and I kind of thought, like, let me write her a 30 day devotional. Yeah. Well, if you do the math, like, I think I literally was starting in July and her birthday was August 21st. Whoops. So it turned out to be 10 days. Yeah. I thought 10 devotions for age 10. Yeah. yeah. And as I worked on it, because of my publishing background, I was like, okay, this needs a nice cover. Yeah. I need someone to design it. I need someone to edit it. I wanted to do it right. And then I decided, you know, I'm just going to put this up, like, on Amazon and self-publish it and see if any friends or family want so, it. So before, but, I mean, did you give it to Shelby oh. before you put it on Amazon? Or did you um, put it on Amazon and then let me also give one to my niece who I wrote yeah, this yeah, for? Yeah. yeah, I put it on Amazon, but I wouldn't let it be published until she had it first, okay. if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Like, I had it all set up, but yes. I was like, she's got to get it first. And, like... When I handed it to her for her birthday, I didn't even have a printed copy yet. Like, I hadn't, because it was so last minute, it didn't come in. And so I literally just went to Kinko's and printed it out and, like, put holes in it, you know, whatever. And I handed it to her and I said, if this ever becomes a thing, you have the first copy. Like, you have the original copy. And I kind of said that as a joke. Right. But what happened is when I started sharing it with friends and family, and, like, you were really gracious to jump in and share it with people my publishing friends reached yes. out and they were like, hey, we want to talk about this. Yeah. So then it became a bigger thing. And yeah, I went back to work and wrote 90 more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's 
there's a couple of ways our stories parallel here. Yeah. And one of them is my very first book, Perfectly Unique. Yes. I mean, you led girls through it, didn't you? Did I make that up? Or did you just read it? I don't know that I did, but I definitely read it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my first book, Perfectly Unique, we self-published. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it for a group of girls in my house. Yep. And then self-published it. So it's still dedicated. Now it's called, well, it was originally called From Head to Foot. Now it's called Perfectly Unique. Yeah. It's still dedicated to those girls that were in that Bible study who are now 30. Right. But because I, I I never intended for it to be anybody else. So what happens when you write, I have thoughts on this too, but I want yours first. What happens when you write a book for a Shelby mm-hmm. versus when you write a book for anybody? Like how did it change when it went from 10 to 100? Well, I pulled in Shelby's friends so that I could get more like inspiration for what it is that they truly were feeling and worrying about. So you're like, 10 of these are Shelby's worries. Yep. 90 of these are Shelby's friends' worries. 100%. <laughs> um, because I was like, okay, I literally built a giant spreadsheet. I don't, I'd yes. love to talk to you about how you did your like 100 days, but yeah. I built a giant spreadsheet and I wrote down all their things. Yes. And then I just started expanding on that. But to be honest, I really thought about Shelby and those specific girls as I wrote. Yeah. And because the rest of it didn't matter. Like yes. God can take care of how far it goes to other people. But I knew if I'm being faithful with just this one yes. or just these 10, then that's really all that mattered yeah. to me. That's what we both go to cross point. And Pastor Kevin says, I think he's quoting Andy Stanley, but he says, do for one what you wish you could do for all. Yeah. So when you wrote this for Shelby, I mean, you couldn't have imagined when you wrote those 10 right. that thousands of people would buy this book. Oh, no. Mm-mm. No. No, I didn't. Even I was living with my friend Caroline at the time, and she has a publishing background too. Yes. And she like jokingly was like, call me when you need an agent. And I was like, that's cute. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> it was like, I'm going to need you. Yeah. Two weeks after I posted about it, I was like, wait, were you just joking? Because actually I don't want to do this by myself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's my agent now. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> That is so funny. So, I, I, Katie, I think the interesting thing, well, 100 Days, I do the same thing. The two okay. times I've written a 100-day book, fresh, we have 100 Days to Brave and then the kids' version, and the, but right. then we have another one coming out soon, too, oh. is I literally do a spreadsheet, and I do an outline of how how is this going to be split up. And mm-hmm. Do you think, are 10-year-old girls more worried in 2022 than 10-year-old girls were in 1992? I don't think they are more worried, but I think some of the worries look different. I think a lot of the things that I talk to them about are the same thing. You know, it's grades, it's your parents' expectations, it's friends, it's how you look, it's what people think about. But the things that they say that I did not remember are obviously like, um, why does this world change every day? Am I going to get sick? Is this pandemic ever going to be over? Is somebody going to walk into my school and harm me? Like things that I didn't, yeah, I didn't deal think with. About that. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, and st- statistically, though, yeah, like the, the numbers for anxiety in kids is a lot larger. Yeah. But it definitely sounds a little bit different when you're talking to them versus what I remember. Yeah. I think so. I mean, as I'm reading through, I'm holding it in front of me. It's the first day is you can rest. And then every other day is when, mm-hmm. when you feel afraid, when yeah. you feel lonely, when you have a nightmare. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. When you feel left out, when you're not sure of what's true. I mean, all 100 of them are like, when you're nervous about jobs, why were they nervous about jobs? With their parents. 
So with their parents. Well, oh because like gosh. if you think about how often a parent these days is like, I'm taking a new job. I'm yeah. moving because of a job. I am leaving for two months because yes. of a job. It's just it's a real thing. You know, I had a friend tell me a grown up our age say to me her strongest memory from third grade. They moved in third grade. Yeah. So an eight year old. Right. Seven or eight. Uh, sure. I was nine. Our nine-year-old. Surprise, everybody. We got somebody (laughs) else at the table. Uh, A nine-year-old. She said her biggest memory from third grade is imagining. They move cities. And she said it's imagining what I would say to my dad's boss about making his move his job. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I... What a poignant memory yeah. for a nine-year-old to be imagining having a conversation with your dad's boss because you don't want to move. Right. Right. So when I saw that one, I was like, oh, my gosh, we just had this conversation with an adult yeah. who remembers feeling like she needed to talk to her dad's boss. Yeah. That's, that's wild. wild. And I feel like our context here in Nashville is like we see a lot of that, right? When I was growing up, it was I lived in a smaller town. And I didn't know touring musicians. I didn't know, you know, people who traveled a ton for their jobs. Most people just kind of stayed put. So, again, it's like the – I feel like the worries of my friends just looked different. And now between, A, a big city, and, B, the context of our world, it's just – it's just a lot. Yeah, because Shelby's dad, everybody knows Shelby's dad. He's on the podcast. Oh, yes. He was on Ennea Summer last summer. Yeah, 2021. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. As a nine. nine. He's mm-hmm. the male nine, Adam. Also my tour manager. Yeah. And so he's on the road a lot. Yes. And so it's t- a totally different life than you or I knew when we were kids. Right. We can edit this out if you don't want to talk about this. But do you want to have kids? I am not sure. Yeah. To be honest, and I don't mind saying that. I. You're not married yet. I'm not married yet. And I think I want kids in some context, but I'm not sure if that is biologically if that's fostering, if that's adoption. I love teenagers. And so sometimes I'm like, maybe I just want to foster some teenagers, you yeah. know, or adopt teenagers. But I don't really know. And I and I feel okay with not knowing right now. Totally. Yeah. I didn't want to make an assumption about you, mm-hmm. but I'm leading to the next question of well, you and I both have a lot of teenagers and young, young people in our lives that we are part of the village. I mean, Shelby and her brother are great examples that they're your niece and nephew, but also they're you're you're really in their village. As... Yeah, they call me the third parent. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so will you talk about writing a book from that place of sure. I'm not a mom, but I'm mothering. Yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting. There are days where I feel very like moved by that and very um I don't know, just grateful that God's put me in that spot and that he's allowed me to speak into the lives of, of Blake and Shelby, but also to like speak into the lives of my friend's kids. So I don't get to see often through this book. Yeah. And then I have moments, if I'm honest, where I'm, I'm like uh, uh, imposter syndrome, right? Where I'm like, I'm I'm not a mom. Like, what am I, what? But I also know when we talk about our friend Jenny, yeah, that like, her most recent book talks about village life. Yes. You know, it's Find Your People, and it, it talks about the New way— New York Times bestseller. I know. Get it, girl. It's a good book. But the way that if you look at different countries and you look in different contexts, and so many families raise their children in this village life context, yes. and here a lot of times we get that wrong. Yeah. And I see 
just the need for it too. Yeah. And I'm really grateful that they've given me that role. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really special for me. Me too. Jenny's book really changed some ways that I live. Yeah. And a family that I love landed from the airport really late the other night. And I was going to pick them up from the airport. Uh-huh. And my friends were like, drop their car at the airport at a normal hour. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, not because I couldn't and not because it's easier, but because Jenny Allen told me <laughs> that the more we do things like that, the more village we are. Yeah, it's true. Right. She's A, the boss of us, but right. also <laughs> she, she is the boss but of us. also B, she's right. I actually get really frustrated with my friends when they don't call me and ask me to pick them up from the airport. Yeah. And I know there's plenty of things that I don't ask for help for that I could, but for some reason that one really gets me. I'm like, I don't pay for an Uber. I will come get, I also live like five minutes from the airport, but yeah, it's an easy thing. Yes. I'm picking up a friend on Saturday who's coming to town to visit and we have a very short amount of time because Saturday you have a book launch party. Just a little. And so I have a little window of time between when she lands and your party. Yeah. And so I am like, how about instead of us meeting for a meal, I'll pick you up at the airport and we'll go and we'll stop and eat somewhere and then I'll still be able to do both things. But it's that village life of helping raise other people's kids. Mm-hmm. It feels like for me, confirm or deny in your own soul. It feels like for me, being a part of a village is giving me family in ways I didn't know God was going to do. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I don't feel like he's withholding anything from me. Yeah. Wow. I see the, like the beauty of getting to be a part of their lives and getting to even like speak into their lives the way that like Adam and Ainsley have given me that freedom yeah, and other friends with their kids too, that I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel like he is withholding some goodness from me yes. because it's already there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you're thanking him with your life yeah. by writing this book. I hope so. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Who's the target audience? It's eight to 12 year old girls. Okay. Can they read it independently? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think I definitely have people who have asked about younger than eight, and I say yes, but it would be easier if a parent's kind of reading along with them. Yeah, But yeah, eight to 12 is kind of that target. Yeah, brilliant. Mm -hmm. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our incredible partners, Indeed. We all need a fresh start every now and again, honestly, in all parts of our lives, even at work. Sometimes it's just a deep breath in a reset and sometimes it's bigger building we need to do. You can take your team to the next level with a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skills and that is Indeed. If you're hiring you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending actual hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match and their assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. 
We get asked pretty regularly whether or not the team here is growing, and that is such a huge compliment. Thank you very much for even wanting to know. But my answer is always, when we are hiring, it'll be through Indeed, simply because the team members we've connected with through Indeed have brought so much to Downs Books and the That Sounds Fun Network. Indeed just makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide, including this one right here, that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. The offer is valid through April 30th, so go to Indeed.com slash sounds fun to claim your $75 credit before April 30th. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I have another amazing partner I can't wait to tell you about, Pros. I think I've mentioned to y'all that I'm on a bit of a hair growth journey right now, just looking to get back to that optimum length. You get it. And Pros is my go-to help. Pros is the world's most personalized hair care. They take natural ingredients and combine them in innovative ways to give us clean hair care with incredible results. Their formulas offer actual answers to your individual hair needs, not the same old mass solutions. I've been extremely impressed with how shiny and manageable my hair has been and how fast it's growing since I started using pros. You know who else is impressed? You guys, because you talk to me about my hair all the time. And the answer is always pros and thank you. Stress can do some wild things to our bodies and it can cause an increase in hair shedding and thinning. People usually lose about 50% of their total hair before they even notice that their hair is shedding. Can you believe that? But pros is a way to stop stress-related hair loss in its tracks and spark new, stronger growth. Not only does pros specialize in custom hair care, but now they also make custom hair supplements that help reduce excess shedding and spark fuller, thicker hair growth with just two capsules a day. Just take their online consultation, quiz alert, we love a quiz, and then pros takes it from there. They'll customize your supplements to address all the factors that could be triggering your hair issues. Things like age, hormonal changes, stress levels, nutrition, and more. You'll be happy to know that pros supplements use only natural, clean, safe ingredients, not drugs or hormone disruptors. In fact, all of their formulas are toxicologist approved, gluten-free, and vegan. And the bottom line is pros works. Multiple studies show that over 90% of women taking pros hair supplements saw less shedding and more growth and improved overall appearance in just 90 days. And multiple DMs tell me that y'all like when someone does their hair with pros. <laughs> so try your own custom hair supplements and you'll get 15% off. Get yours at pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off custom hair supplements. Just go to P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun to try custom hair supplements and get 15% off. And now back to our conversation with Katie and Shelby. Giggling along with us earlier. Yes. Was the actual star of the show. The... The reason this book exists, ladies and gentlemen, Shelby Boatman. <laughs> she is here. You're here, person. Shelves. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited to be here, too. Because we checked you out of school for this. Yeah, we did. We sure did. What's your, t- what's your teacher's name? Miss <laughs> Dickerson. Hi, Miss Dickerson. Thank you so much for yeah. letting us borrow Shelby <laughs> yep, for a little bit that. this afternoon. Shelby, tell me about the day that 
Katie gave you the first 10 devotionals. What did you think on that day? We were having a birthday dinner, and she comes out with this black binder, and I opened it, and I just remember feeling this awe rush over me of, like, my aunt wrote this book for me. <laughs> and it's still, every night I, when I read it, it's still the same thing as, like, my aunt wrote this. Yeah. How many times have you read those first 10? Uh, Like two or three. Yeah. That is amazing. Do you have a favorite page? Do you have a favorite devotional? Is there one that is one of your favorites, or do you? Is there a lot of them? So far, you'll have to wait till the party to find that out. Oh, really? Oh, are you saying, just, are you okay. reading it at the party? Uh, yeah, I'm going to read one. <laughs> I'm just. Which kidding. one are you going to read? Uh, I'm planning so far to do this one. This one. When you're worried about tomorrow, why? Why is that one important to you? Well. I read it a couple of nights ago, and like from the moment I read the verse, I was like, this is exactly how I feel sometimes. Wow. Wow. The verse is Matthew 6, 34. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I mean, you just smashed your hand. There was your trouble for today. <laughs> you don't have to worry about tomorrow. You already got yep. your trouble for today, Shelves. Okay, so before we started, I was praying, and I had this thought when I was praying that you have inspired both of us to write. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's weird, right? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite blog posts I've ever written is about you, about when you were born. And Katie wrote, uh, Katie wrote you a whole book. I wrote you a blog post. <laughs> <laughs> Equally as special, though. Well, I don't know about that. You, you get a whole book. Tell me what you think. I mean, you said awe rushed over you. When you think about, like, thousands of girls across America and maybe the world are going to read this book because your aunt wrote it for you, what does that make you think about? I'm really excited to share it with everyone and everyone getting the same experience. Really? Yeah. Does it help a lot for you to read something at night to help you fall asleep? Yes, because if I if I start to worry about what's coming up or something comes pops in my head, yeah. I can just remember what I read about and calm myself. Yeah. Do you read in order? Or do you pick it up at night and think, oh, I'm going to read this one because I'm specifically worried about my grades or about boys or about school? Or do you just read day six, day seven, day eight? Most of the time I read it in order. Mm -hmm. But probably once I finish it, I will do that more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. You'll go through it one time. And then, yeah. There's yeah, an that's... index in the back. And so if you're feeling something, you can... Oh, Open it up, brilliant. find the Check out the topics. And it names the day. That's brilliant. Yeah. So if you're missing people, you go to day 51 or day 72. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. My, I think my hope is that they would go through it once. Yeah. Day one to 100, like yeah. you said, Shelb, and then use it as a resource moving forward. That yeah. on the day you come home from school and you're like, this was the thing. That you go look and see if there's something in right. there about it. Sorry for everyone who heard that siren. Do you oh. know what happens when people hear sirens, Shelby? This is kind of funny. They pull over their cars while they're listening because they think the cop is behind them <laughs> instead right. of outside our window. <laughs> so sorry, everybody, if anybody pulled over. Shelby, why is it important for you, like tonight, if you read a devotional, why is that important to you to read one every night? Because it gives you something new to think about. Mm -hmm. And... I, most of the time I worry right before bed because as I'm settling down, all the things that happened today pop in my head and something that I don't dislike pops in my head and I can just remember, like, these are things that we've learned and this is what we can think about. 
I mean, I know. It's, <laughs> I can't. I love, that is so well said. I know. <laughs> it's so much better I love than you I would. so much. I know. Yeah. Well, and like this has felt like a giant group project to me because obviously it started with Shelby and then when I brought her friends into it, I was I jokingly called them the board of directors the yeah. first time we sat down. That's yeah. the name we've given them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the officially now they're unofficial. Official. It's official. Um, <laughs> officially unofficial board of directors. <laughs> you said that. I did. I love that. that. But I, I like, texted their moms when, or some of their moms, when yeah. we had book cover options and was like, you know, show the gr- girls. What do they think? And yes. then... They oh, yeah, it says, so to my board of directors that you put them in the back. <gasps> oh, yeah, That's I wasn't playing. so funny. <laughs> but they've been a part of this whole process. And, you know, some of them sat down with us, Shelby, and and told us what they worried about, like, on camera. And it's just been, it's been extremely special to me. And we were talking about this earlier, how it's been special for her, too, in that sense. Yeah. It's been really cool to share it with my friends, not yeah. just myself. Yeah. yeah. Pretend Katie's not here. Okay. What do your friends think about Katie? I think they like him. I remember when we were shooting the promo video, Katie was asking all the questions for us to answer. And one of my neighbors, she's in the first grade, mm-hmm. was doing it, and she was really nervous. She came out, and all my some of my other friends were nervous. And she says, don't worry. The lady in there asking the questions was very nice. Oh. <laughs> the lady. The lady. I know. She, I don't think she sweet. put it together. Yeah, sweet Anna. She and I hadn't met yet. I know some of Shelby's friends better than others, you know? Yeah, and of course. She and I hadn't met yet. And so the I was lady. like, well, I'm glad I got that, yeah. that stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pretend again that Katie's not in the room with us. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Katie? I love her. Yeah. I really like, she's, besides my immediate family, she's the only relative we have in the state. Yeah. So it's been really, it, I love having her here and we've become very close. Yeah. When you think about the people that you trust the most, how high does Katie rank in that list? Pretty high up there. Yeah. After your parents, probably. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a problem, when something goes sideways and you're stressed about something and you ask Katie about it, what kind of advice does she give you? She helps me a lot and it's nice to have somebody like most of the time if that happens I kind of can guess what my parents can say yeah but it's nice to have another opinion yeah because she might see the circumstance different than my parents yeah it's like it's a third parent situation yeah there she is (laughs) (laughs) jokes on Shelby because you're like I know exactly how my brother and sister-in-law think because Adam's been your brother your whole life (laughs) yeah and Ansley's your best friend (laughs) yeah yep exactly (laughs) but you're right Shelby I mean I feel that I have some friends of my parents that are in my life that I've always thought well I'll ask them too Mm -hmm. like I trust their thoughts as well yeah whenever my mom leaves town like I mainly go to my mom I go to my dad too but like Girl problems, yeah. I would go to my mom. Yeah. And when, I go to your mom for girl problems too, by the way. So <laughs> whenever I whenever my mom's not home, she's like, if you have an issue and you don't want to ask dad, feel free to ask Katie and she'll name like my friend's moms that yeah. we trust and yeah. are close to. Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite thing in the last couple months? So for Christmas, Adam and Ainsley got Shelby and Blake a landline phone. Now yes, we did. I know that sounds like so <laughs> old cool. school. No. But what kind of phone do you have? Like, what it's does it a, look like? like, cordless. Oh, cool. Gray? White? I don't know. It's gray and white, and it has, like, the thing that sits in, and you can pick it up and yeah. carry it around the house. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I can um, call all my friends on it and relatives. Right. Yes. Because Shelby's 11 mm-hmm. right now, 
and Blake is nine. And so yes. they weren't quite ready for cell phones. Sure. But Ansley really wanted them to kind of understand phone etiquette and also have a way to call, like, if she runs to the grocery store or whatever. Yes. But the way that the rest of us have benefited is now they can call us. So Blake and Shelby, I'll get a, a call on my cell phone from the landline. Or What's ca- it say on it? Does it just say Adam Boatman or something? I forget how I, I labeled it. Like, oh, yeah. I think I labeled it Blake and Shelby. Yeah. And it's my favorite thing. Yeah. You know, after the Georgia game when Georgia won the national championship. Go Go yes, big day. Yeah, oh, big yeah. day. I had to... I had to call their landline yes. and celebrate with them, but it's the best. Do you know about your dad going to the national championship game? Do you know this story? I want to tell you this story. Maybe. Do you know this, that he had the chance to go to the game? Oh, oh yes, yeah. I did know this, and he stayed home to watch it with us. Yes, I know. he stayed home to watch it with y'all. He missed the SEC championship and the when we played Michigan. Yes. And so, and we were bummed that we missed it because – Mom's fun to watch it with, but like dad understands it more. Yeah. And so it we love having dad there and yeah. so he wanted I guess he wanted to be there. Yes. I hope you remember that forever. That your dad had a ticket to a national championship game yeah. for the school that he loves. And he loves you more. Yeah. I mean that he likes not only does he love you more, he likes you more. Like he likes being with you and Blake. I thought that was so cool. I thought it was really cool too. I wasn't as nice. I went to the game, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, see you guys later. <laughs> You're like, I'll bring really you a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mark actually went, had to go to Athens for some work thing right the day after the game, and he got us some. Oh, yeah, from the bookstore <laughs> in mm-hmm. Athens? Oh, I yeah. So. I went to the bookstore in we, Athens a couple of weeks after, and I went crazy, we loaded up. Oh, we, I acted like a crazy person. We got a coffee mug and some oh, shirts. yeah. yeah. Good. That's awesome. Now you're ready to tell everybody how we feel about those dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one last time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Canopy. I'm really careful about making sure I only recommend products to you guys that I genuinely believe in. That being said, I am really excited to tell you about Canopy. It's a new partner of ours that is doing some incredible work. Canopy is an app for families that uses state-of-the-art artificial intelligence to make the internet safe for kids by detecting and blocking pornography. On average, kids today are exposed to pornography at age 11, and I'm no psychotherapist, but I think it's safe to say that it's not healthy for kids to see content like that or grown-ups. but especially since kids' minds are still developing, some of the studies on this are pretty sobering. Canopy is an inexpensive and easy-to-use tool that gives parents the confidence to let their children use the internet freely without fear of accidentally stumbling across really graphic stuff. It works on most smartphones, tablets, and computers, too. Check it out at canopy.us slash that sounds fun and get 30 days free and 15% off the regular price forever when you use promo code that sounds fun at checkout. Again, that's C-A-N-O-P-Y dot U-S slash that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Katie and Shelby. So I want to read a line from the blog post that you wrote to Shelby when she was born, because we were all at the hospital together waiting for Shelby to be born, because what we knew is that for, man, I don't, a year or more, we had been praying that Adam and Ainsley could have kids, and we really weren't sure. Yes. And so there's a line in here. 
And you said, so this is all to Shelby. You said, finally, I want to say thanks. Thanks for being such a tangible reminder of God's faithfulness. Thanks for showing up just in the nick of time before hope was ever off of our lips. And someday when you're old enough to need to hear his story, I'll tell you mine. And right smack in the middle, when you start to wonder if I give up hope that God can hear us when we pray, I'll say, here's where it gets good, Shelby. See, here's where you come along. Yeah. Sorry, it made me cry. <laughs> and the, yeah, the thing, I know. I Makes I'm, mom cried. Yeah, I'm holding so it. You're not alone. I'm holding it back because I had a lot of tears about this whole thing. But the thing that gets me, because I was thinking about this earlier, is like, Shelby, the same God that we were praying to about you yes, and about your parents being able to have children yes. is the same God that we're talking about in this book and with your friends that's the God that's faithful and good and that we can go to when we worry. And you are just such a living example sitting in front of us yeah. of his goodness and kindness. That's right. And so that just, that, you know, that was 11 years ago. And it, yeah, it really yeah. gets me. It, it gets me too. I don't know in my life, Shelby, if there is another person that is more deeply tied to me believing that God is good than you. Mm. Really, you were the, I mean, we, we prayed for a long time. Yeah. And then you and Blake. I mean, Blake's great too. We <laughs> love him. You were first. You were the first one. Blake. Yes. So Blake turns 10 this coming summer oh. and he's like, where's my book? <laughs> I was about to yes. say, Katie, what happens next? Is this, so is this the first book? Is this the last book? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Do you have to write another one for I'm, boys? Yep. Still asking God about that. We'll see. People ask me a lot for books for young men. Yeah. I've gotten that question a lot. Yeah. I'm not sure that I'm the right person to write the one for boys, but... I am asking him a lot, of, asking God a lot of questions yeah. about what is the right next step. I mean, why couldn't you be the right person? I don't know. When do you I have? How have long do you have? What? How long do you have until um, June? June. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yikes. About the same amount. You got a little more time yeah. than you did when you rise this with. That's true. I need to call Khaki and get her to call you and say, mm-hmm. Blake needs. You should at least do the first 10. That's true. Just do 10 and see how you feel. Yeah, that's true. Right, but don't yeah. li- Don't listen to this, Blake. Um, but <laughs> he's going to listen to I it. Know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I did. I asked him one day. I was like, "What do you want me to write about, buddy?" And he's like, "I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Probably football." Oh yeah, yeah. But. There you go. That's the amazing thing is we prayed so long for Shelby, and then Blake was a gift to like yeah. every every one of them are mm-hmm. such gifts. And you have another niece as well, Ellie. Yeah. Ellie, how old is Ellie now? She's two. She'll She's be three so on my brother's birthday. Yeah, she. They have the same birthday. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we all feel a little torn on that day because it's like we have to be together in and order yeah, to celebrate like two both, different cities. Yeah. yeah, when we're not, it's a little tough. But, yeah, Ellie will be three in June. What do you think about Ellie? I love Ellie. I love little kids. She's so really. having little – I like having the little ones. Yeah. It's really fun. To She's really cute. She's really cute. Ellie's, like, actually the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a good one. <laughs> I think that's what your brothers say about you too, by the way. Oh, that's that's I think sweet. Your brothers say you're the best of us. They only speak in sarcasm. So right. <laughs> to your point. face. That's right. Yeah. To your face. Yeah. Fair point. Okay, Shelves, I'm thinking about other friends of mine who are listening to this that are your age. We have a lot of friends, many BFFs, who listen to the podcast. And maybe some of them are feeling nervous and anxious as they're falling asleep. So until they get the book, what advice do you have for other girls and boys that feel anxious or scared at night 
I'm sorry, I'm going to steal your line here, but because of who God is, you can rest. And just remember that he is good and he will never leave your side. Yeah. Though you can't see him. Yes. Is that hard, though, that you can't see him? That's hard for me sometimes. Sometimes, but sometimes you close your eyes and you can just imagine he's standing right there next to you. Yeah. And it makes you feel better. Makes me feel better, too. Especially in the hard times or scary times. Yeah. Katie, what do you do in the hard times or the scary times? You know, a lot of times it's sitting in silence and and picking up a book, my Bible, praying, or turning on music. Music is a big one for me to just kind of, like, calm my mind and heart. Um, And I was thinking back to, I mean, honestly, mid-pandemic and writing this book at the same time, I don't think I've ever experienced as much anxiety as I did during that period just because there was so many factors going on at once. You were a little spun up about writing a book. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And I kept going back to Psalm 23, which is I, I know is something that we say so often, but it was hitting me in a new way. Yeah. And, you know, it starts with the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want is the way I had memorized it as a kid. Yeah. But I'd opened the CSB version and it says the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. Yeah. And I would say it every single day when I woke up. The Lord wow. is my shepherd. I have what I need. The Lord's my shepherd. I have what I need. And then I also was so drawn to the Lord's prayer and saying, God, give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. And rem- being reminded that, like, number one, he provides, yeah. I- even in ways that we aren't expecting. Yeah. But two, like, give us this day our daily bread. Like, that's it's him that we were asking for. Yes. And so it was just really clear throughout the whole process of writing, throughout the whole, like, you know, this past two years, that he was near and he was present. And I think that's the thing that has changed me when I worry or when I'm anxious. And that's the biggest thing I want them to walk away with is that he's near. Yeah. The book is out when people are hearing this. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think knowing that it's in people's hands that it's so fun. I, yeah, I'm just ready to celebrate with people now, you know, and to have the girls start reading it and I'm really excited. Yeah, I am too. I absolutely love when people say, what should my young daughter read? I don't often have an answer. And now I always have an answer. Yeah. But ever since you had the devotional that you put online when you gave it to Shelby, I was always like, here, do this, do this. You can rest, you can rest, you can rest. Yeah, you were so kind in doing that. Well, I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't good. So (laughs) I love you a lot, but not enough to sell it. Crappy book. Did I say crappy in front of you, Shelby? Sorry, Shelby. I don't care. Sorry, Shelby. How embarrassing. Um, okay, Katie, so people can get the book. It's out now, 100 Devotions for Young Girls. Okay, so like, do, will you still, are you able to go and like speak at student ministries or for women's conferences or if they're, if people have something? I know my friend Kelly, like their church has a thing for girls this age. Do you go in and speak at that stuff? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Yeah, there's a school in our hometown in Augusta where I'm going to go speak to some of the girls. And yes. yeah, that stuff is so fun for me. So would love to. And I don't know if you know, I think I told you. Anyways, do you know that there's a song? Bum, bum, awesome. bum. <laughs> My there's hype girl song. right here. Yeah. yeah. So David Hillary helped. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to ask you, what's your favorite band? You're, there's only one right answer for you. Lady A. Lady A, that's right. <laughs> I've grown up listening to it my entire life. Yes, your actual whole life. 
yes. as your dad is their tour manager and yep. you're friends with Dave and Hillary and Charles. Mm-hmm. That's right. So there there's a song, a song called You Can Rest that is also out on Spotify and Apple Music. And, and all the you things and right Dave now. and Hillary wrote it together? We did. Wow. So the backstory, it was back in like the fall. The book was done. And I was like getting ready to go to bed one night and realizing that a lot of times I will turn on music if I've had a really yeah. anxious day. And you said that's true of you too, right, Shelves? I love listening to music. Yeah. Yeah. And it just calms me down and I'll fall asleep to it. And so I thought, oh my gosh, these girls need a song. Like this, yeah. this needs a song. And I couldn't quit thinking about it. I woke up the next morning. It was the first thing on my mind. We got to gotta get a song. Got to get yeah. you know, Thankfully, we live in Nashville. <laughs> You're like, who do I know? I know. <laughs> I know, but it's like a giant ask, right? I'm like, everyone's going to be like, that's sweet, but no thank you. And so I reached out to Dave Haywood and Hillary Scott, and again, I was like, I know this is a big ask, but I also know that you know me, and you know my heart, and you have girls. Yes, they're both parents of daughters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And within an hour, they both were like, we're in. Mm -mm. Yeah. And I also was like, I'm not really sure what I just asked for. You know, like <laughs> I don't exactly know how to do this thing that yeah. you say speak of. But we sat down and wrote a song together. And when I tell you that songwriting session was so special. Really? It was just so evident evident to me that it was God's and yeah. that he was providing words. I mean, thing like words being thrown out they would say that they didn't know was already like part of the book. And just different pieces, wow. you know, like we were we were looking at the table of contents as inspiration as we yeah. wrote, but still just really, really special moments. And so Hillary is releasing the song. It's it's out and available. and it, On Spotify, it, on Apple Music, it's yeah. everywhere. You can rest. Yeah, it makes me cry every time I listen to it. Oh, I love it. We're gonna, we'll be sure to link to it in the show notes so everybody can yeah. listen to it. Announcement, Hillary singing at the book release party. <gasps> she is? Yep. She is. Yes. And Dave are coming. Wow. Do you think they'll autograph my arm? Sure. Do you think they'll sign my arm? Will you sign my arm, Shelby? You're famous. Yes. Now you're the you're the real famous one in this story. I know. Are you autographing books yet? No. I think you should. She will be. Yeah. You Ooh. will be at the, at the book launch party. I'm for sure getting you to sign mine. Got it. Okay. I know. That's I'm sorry I mean. we keep talking about Well, I have one right here. I don't need to, we don't have to wait till the that, party. That's I'm going to get you to sign this one for me. I'm sorry okay. we keep talking about this party that nobody <laughs> It's going to be over by the time this airs. They'll see pictures. They'll know. (laughs) Okay, is there anything we didn't say about the book that you want to make sure we say? Or about serving the next generation? I don't think so. I think we covered it. It's just, I think this is really special to be sitting with you and with Shelby, with, you know, people who are so, are such big parts of my story. So it's really fun. I feel the same way. Yeah. Shelby, is there anything we forgot to say that you want to say? I don't think so. Okay. You want to tell everybody to go get this book, though? Yes. Yes. How many copies should I, for everybody listening, how many copies should they each buy? Depending on how many girls you have. Okay. So let's just invite everyone to buy two in the whole world. Yes. If everybody buys two, you can keep one for the girl in your life and give one away. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. Okay. That's what we'll do. Everybody just buy two. If everybody buys two, Katie. I love it. <laughs> it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good year with a lot of young women who are a lot less anxious. I hope so. Because of you and your I work, so. and because of the way God's using your story. The last question we always ask. I'm gonna ask Katie first, and then Shelby. Shelby gets to finish the episode. Oh, as it should be, Katie. Because this show is called "That Sounds Fun." Tell me what sounds fun to you. Yes. Well, because the weather's getting nicer and warmer around Bless here. The Lord. I know. I would love to take my kayak out. It, it's almost kayak season. Yeah. 
And it's like my favorite thing now in the really? spring and the summer. Yes. Can't you get stuck in those things when they flip over? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I should clarify. Thank you, Shelby. I agree. <laughs> Let's go canoes. Canoes. No. If you flip over, you can just get out. I should clarify. I <laughs> got stuck under a canoe once. What? So, yeah. That's true. You got stuck under a canoe once. My mom helped me out, but yeah. It was a little traumatic. Ansley. Long story. Saves lives. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I should clarify that my kayak is inflatable. It's an inflatable (laughs) kayak. Truth is out. Truth is out. But it's easier to transport that way. Just roll the thing up and put it in my trunk. Anyways, it was a quarantine thing. So myself and two other friends got these kayaks and went out and... Like, next thing we know, every weekend, somebody was like, I want one of those. Yeah. And I want one of those. And so we started a group text called the Kayak Crew. And there's yeah. now, like, 16 people in it. And I don't know all of them. Like, you just, in the spring, in the summer. Wait, I want in. Come on. <laughs> How expensive are you going to make they? fun of my inflatable No, kayak? I'm going to have to get one. It was, like, $80 on Amazon. Yeah, will you send me the link? Yeah, we'll for sh- sure. We'll also put this link in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody can get an inflatable kayak. For sure. Well, we- and a paddle? You yeah. have to buy a paddle. So we yeah. need both links. Yeah. Please. Yes. Okay. It's all included. It's like a kit. Oh, does it? Do you have to blow up your paddle? That can't seem. You good. don't have to. No, the paddle that's is not going to work. That's not going to work. The paddle's in like Shelby. three different parts, but you don't blow that up. You just blow up the kayak, and we have inflators for that. But great. Literally in the spring and summer, we just send a text and say, "Hey, I'm headed to the Harpeth on Saturday. Like this text if you want to go." And then whoever wants to go shows up. And I'm so interested. It's the most fun. So that's, I have next week off, and that's literally, if it's, you know, warm enough, yeah. what I want to do. Okay. Yes, please send me the link. I'm very interested. All in. I'm all in. Yeah. yeah. I've decided, we should talk about this very publicly, I've decided this is going to be the best summer ever. Great. I've just decided. It's going to be the best summer ever, Shelby. Are you interested? Yes. Okay, great. Calling it now. We're going to do whatever it takes to make it the best summer ever. Great. I like it. Okay, great. Shelby, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Being outside in any Same. form. Any form. The mm. weather's so nice. I love the spring and summer. Do you like being hot? I love being hot outside. Most of the time. Yeah. We're Georgia people in our bones. We I know like how to be hot. The pool. Yes. I like water and just running outside with my friends. Ocean or lake? Uh, Probably the ocean. Yeah. Beach. You love the beach? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah, they just got back. (gasps) Did y'all go for spring break? We went to Hilton Head. Oh, did anybody else go with y'all or just the four of you? Just the four of us. No, I kept their dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. You kept Gus. (laughs) You get that credit. (laughs) What was your favorite part about the trip? Um... Probably just the getaway. Go the beach is my favorite place to go on vacation. Yeah. And Hilton Head's my favorite. And so getting to go the four of us and just change the scenery. Yeah. When you lay by the pool or by the beach, are you reading? Are you building a sandcastle? Are you listening to music? What are you doing? Swimming? Probably. When the water's not cold, I'll be in the water. Yeah. If it is cold, I'll be with a ball or in the sand. Oh, yeah, with a ball. I like, like, during the football or these new things me and my brother discovered. It's like a Velcro paddle that you Velcro on your hand, and then there's a tennis ball, and the other person have it has it and it's just like it sticks that yeah. was my the favorite. best yeah. i loved it too i don't know what it's called though i mean either John they, velcro paddle ball it's called reach volley is what okay the package, reach volley it's what the package says but i don't think that's an accurate i'm gonna name. get your mother mrs ansley boatman to send me a link <laughs> we're gonna share with everybody everybody we got lots of we things need you to, to get books we need you to get kayaks <laughs> we need you to get reach volley ball reach and listen ball? to the song reach 
something. I don't know. And listen to the song. Listen, we're making, we're giving you the best summer ever right now. Yes. We'll give you a kayak and a book and a song and a game. What more do they need? Nothing. Nothing. A snack. What's the snack they're going to have? I don't know. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Uh, depends on the day. Mm. Today. Right now. Yeah, what's your dream snack right now? Mm, that's hard. What's your dream snack right now, Katie Boat? I like chips and queso always. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> I love queso. Do you? Yes. Do you like white queso or yellow queso? Either. Same. I'm not I'm not mad about no. either of them. No. Yeah. On the way here, this isn't a snack, but it's a drink. We both got pink drinks from Starbucks. Ooh, you know? yes. why are you so fancy? so summery. Sorry, Miss Dickerson. Yeah. We checked Shelby out of school to get a drink from Starbucks and then be sure on a podcast. <laughs> sure <laughs> did. We'll, we'll help her with her homework, Miss Dickerson. Don't worry. Katie, sure I love you. Thanks love for doing this, too. Shelby. I love you, you, too. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so really proud of you, Katie. Thanks, Annie. It is just incredible. I cannot wait. Everybody needs two of these. Everybody needs two of them. So, well done. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Oh, you guys, aren't they awesome? Oh, my gosh. Shelby is so brilliant, and Katie is just the best. Listen, we talked about it. We asked Shelby how many copies. You heard me say it. We each, all of us, let's go buy two copies. Okay, we're all going to grab two copies of the new devotional, You Can Rest, for all the teens and tween girls in your life. Follow Katie on social media and tell her thanks so much for being on the show and encourage her as this first one is out in the world. We need this for boys too, Katie. We need it for boys too, Katie. But first, we're going to buy a billion copies for the girls in our lives, and then you'll have to write one for the boys. So if y'all need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, currently on Amazon, ordering some copies if you can rest. All the places you may need me, that is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is eating crab legs at Red Lobster with the girls from tour. We are doing it. I mean, what is better in this world than Cheddar Bay Biscuits and crab legs with your gal pals? I can't wait. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday, kicking off our April prayer series. Y'all, this series, oh my gosh. Listen, tell your friends, invite your people to join us this month of April is going to be really, really helpful and special and focused. And I cannot wait for you to hear it. We are starting with the founder of the 24-7 prayer movement, Pastor Pete Gregg. So y'all, we're we're coming out of the gate strong in April. We'll see you guys on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend. <laughs>